we thank God because he does make waves in the wilderness water in the desert right now this nation is in a desert we need the watering of the Lord but that watering comes through obedience that watering comes through us repenting that watering comes to acknowledge who God really is and a lot of us know of God but really we really don't know God really don't know him because when you know someone you know what they like and what they don't like when you know someone you understand their character their, their very nature like we describe in Galatians 5 that he's love that he's joy that he's peace when we know we don't really know God we don't really really truly know him as we should know him but he wants us to know him and that's the that's the most powerful thing God wants us to know him he longs for our presence he longs for us to wake up in the morning and say God how can I serve you today God how can I please you today God what do you want me to do for you today how can and sometimes that means a break in your normal schedule a lot of us are very um what do you want to call it regimented but God sometimes wants to break that regimen and say you know what I've got something else different that I want to do. I want you to do for me. And we have to be willing to follow God on that. Um, tomorrow, just I'm real excited. And we're going to be on King and Story. Tomorrow, we're going to be out ministering in the streets, taking it to the streets. <laughs> SWAT, Spiritual Warfare Tag Team, <laughs> taking it to the streets. <laughs> telling people about Jesus <laughs> and I'm excited about that we're going to be ministering and whatever God has for us to do we're going to taking it taking it to the streets so uh, come join us come join us bring something for the homeless bring something to share and just e even if you don't do anything but come and just support we're going to have flags we're going to be waving our flags we're going to be out there blowing the shofar I would be bringing the shofar not the best shofar blower there is, but God knows my intentions. I know how to blow one tune. <laughs> so I'm going to be out tomorrow on King and Story. So God bless you. Let's go into prayer. Father, thank you for another first day of the week. And every day, God, every Sunday that we celebrate church, that we come together. And you said, forsake not the assembly together of the saints. When we come together, God, it's you um, we say unto you, we honor you. We realize we come together just acknowledging when you rose on that third day and that third day being the first day of the week. God, that's why we, that's why we honor Sunday. It's for no other reason just to be reminded, to remind ourselves that you are no longer in the grave, that you are risen. And you rose with all power in your hand. And we don't have to live the defeated lives. We don't have to live in discouragement. We don't have to live in pain. We don't have to live in depression. We can live in the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And for that, dear God, we say thank you. We ask, Father, in the name of your son, Jesus, that as the word is being spoken, that God, that I will decrease more and more and you would increase, that the anointing and the power of your Holy Spirit will speak 
through me to your people, God, and even to me, God, me ministering to me, me ministering to your people, Father, because it's your words, it's you, it's the chief shepherd. You are the shepherd, God, of this ministry. You are the chief shepherd of this church. So God, we thank you. We bow down to you, Lord, and we lay at your feet. Saying, God, nevertheless, not our will, but thy will be done. In Jesus' name. Okay, as usual, we're going to start off with Hebrews 4.12. We declare this scripture, binding up every work of the enemy, letting the enemy know that the seeds that are being planted in this teaching today are the seeds that will fall on good ground, that it will have seeds that will have root, that the root will grow deep. And in the name of Jesus Christ, that it's going to be applied to our lives. That is the whole purpose of us studying God's word. Well, two, one is to get to know him. Two is to apply to our life. If we're studying the word and we're not applying it to our life, we're like the person that looks into the glass and forget about what we look like. So we walk away and say, oh, I forgot. Well, what do I look like? The word of God should be such an image bearer that we see what we should look like. And then our lives should line up with what God is saying. So if we look at the in this mirror and we say, wow, this is what God wants for me, but this is what I'm giving, then we change that to be what God wants us to be. All right. Hebrews 4.12. I believe. I believe that the word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of the soul and spirit and the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. I believe, I believe we have decreed and declared God's word. So we are studying as we had, um, we are continuing this study until at least January. We're going to study the kingdoms, the two kingdoms, the kingdom of God and the kingdom of Satan. So we're going to pick up where we left off last week, but we're going to pick up with Daniel, the seventh chapter, the 25th through the 27th verse. Many of you, I want you to understand that God has a kingdom and Satan has a kingdom here on this earth and there are wars. So a lot of times when we are warring, when we are warring, it is the war between what God's will is for our life and what the Satan wants to interject, what the Satan wants to, uh, what Satan wants to what he wants to allow his schemes, his plans, his principalities, his rulers of darkness. He wants to circumvent God's will in our life because that's what he's supposed to do. That's what his kingdom is about. But the God that we serve, his kingdom is about building us up. His kingdom is about preparing us for the kingdom of God, to prepare us for the heaven. For, for, for the heaven because the scripture says in my father's house are many mansions if it were not so I wouldn't have told you I go to prepare a place for you that where I am ye may be also this uh, I call it uh, a dress rehearsal this dress rehearsal here on earth is to prepare us what life is going to be like in the kingdom but the only difference is that when we get to the kingdom we're not going to have that wrestle that fighting that we have now it's going to be peace Everything that we're dealing with now, when we have depression 
when we have pain, when we have suicidal thoughts, when we have um, poverty, those things we won't experience in the, in, in the heavens. But the reason why we experience them here is because of the kingdom of Satan. So let's look at Daniel, the seventh chapter, starting at the 25th verse. Now, this is Satan basically declaring what he's speaking. And he shall speak great words against the Most High. Who is he? That he is Satan. And shall wear out the saints of the Most High. You see his plan? His plan is to wear you out. That's his plan. Let him wear you out. Right? No. We're not going to let him wear us out. We're going to take our rightful positions as kingdom warriors and we're going to fight against him. How do we fight against Satan's plan for our life? We fight against him through prayer, through fasting and standing God's word. And he shall speak great words against the Most High and shall wear out the saints of the Most High and think to change times and laws. And they shall be given into his hand until the time and times of the dividing of time. Daniel, 7th chapter, verse 25. You got it? Okay. So, um, so let's, let's go back and look at it. And he shall wear out the saints of the Most High. So are you being worn out? Do you feel like I just can't go on? Do you feel like life is not is not worth living? That's his plan. And every time you buy into his plan, he's winning. So whatever you're experiencing, if you're experiencing suicidal thoughts, then he's winning. And his plan is to take you out because his plan is to steal, kill, and destroy steal the dream kill the purpose and destroy the person so if you feel like you want to take your life you want to cause premature death then what the enemy is saying I got you I got you I'm winning I'm winning so what do you have to do to let the king let Satan know that I belong to the kingdom of the most high God? So what's the opposite of suicide? Suicide representing death, the opposite of suicide is life. I speak life. Yes, I'm depressed. Yes, I feel down, but I speak life. The scripture says hope deferred makes a heart sick. That means that when you have lost hope in Christ Jesus, your heart is sick and that sickness is depression. Speak life. Speak life over yourself. Speak life. Life. Life everlasting. I choose life. I choose life. God has a purpose and a reason for me to live. I choose life. The scripture says, think to change times and laws. Satan comes to think to change times and laws. Is that not where we are now? He's changing the laws. Now the laws is marriage is two people. 
first it was man to a woman. Now it's two people. People are marrying animals. People are marrying trees. People are marrying same sex. That's not what God's original intent was. But because society wants to conform to the kingdom of Satan, they have changed the laws. And they're continuing to change the laws. And it's done throughout time, it's done throughout history that the laws was changed. They did it in Sodom and Gomorrah to change the laws. And they shall be given into his hand when we listen to, abide by, compromise with the laws and the ways of Satan, we're given into his hand until a time and times and the dividing of times, until a time. What is that time? Until a time that Christ returns and times when he comes back and take his people and the dividing of time, when he separates the wheat from his tares, when he gathers his people, when he gathers his church, well, who is the church? The church are those who serve God. So it could be two over here in the Pentecostal church and two over here in the apostolic church and three over here in the Baptist church. It's those whose heart has been seared to do the will and the way of God. Those who say, I choose God. So ask yourself, do you choose God? And everything that you do, do you choose God? The words that I speak, are there words that are words from God? Is there a watch before my mouth? The presence and the anointing of the Holy Spirit is before my mouth so that the words that I speak say that I choose God. The things that I do, does it say I choose God? I choose God. Because when it comes time to divide, there is a wide road to destruction and a straight gate narrow way to heaven and few find it which road are you traveling if you find it are you one of the few where are you going verse 26 but the judgment shall sit and they shall take away his dominion to consume and to destroy it in the end but the judgment shall sit and they that reign with Christ will take away his dominion. Whose dominion? That's a small d. <laughs> That's the dominion of Satan. Take away his dominion to consume. What does it mean to consume? There's nothing left. When you consume, <laughs> it's, it's, you know, summertime now, and you go out and you barbecue with your family, and they put a plate of ribs in front of you and the next thing you know there's nothing left because you've consumed all the ribs when the time comes there will be a consumption of the enemy and he will be destroyed until the end there will be nothing left of him on this earth he will be reduced to eternal damnation eternal flames and those have chosen the wide road of destruction who are you and where are you going because the kingdom of God is at hand and we keep saying repent repent 
repent in the name of Jesus. The kingdom of God is at hand. I am getting more and more calls. People are calling me more. I need a deliverance. I need a deliverance. Satan is attacking me. My home is full of demonic chaos. Can you come to my home? Because Satan has upped his his antics because he knows that the time is short. Narrow is the way, straight is the gate. Which road are you traveling? Are you traveling the wide road of compromise? Are you traveling the wide road of destruction? Are you making up your own way to serve God? There is people who make up their their own their own way. I had someone to tell me that it's okay to be to have intercourse or fornication with somebody if I intend on marrying them because God said it in his word. Do whatsoever you it's okay whatsoever you will do it if you plan on marrying her. Well, God's word also said flee fornication, let every man have his own wife, let every wife have her own husband. But if I intend on marrying him, it's okay. You may intend on marrying him, but is that the person that God has for you? I had a woman to tell me that she asked for a husband and someone else's husband showed up. She said, I prayed for a husband and he came along. Oh, so you think that's your husband? Yes. Your mind has been seared with the tools of the enemy. He has deceived you just like he deceived Eve. Because God will not give you someone else's husband. God is not a God of chaos or strife or division. God is a God of order. God said, let everything be done decent and in order. Redeem the times because God is coming back soon. Repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. People tell me, oh, it's okay for me to drink just a little bit. Okay, that's fine. But when you drink, what happens? What do you do? Well, I watch a little pornography. Well, then drinking is not okay for you. Because what comes with the pornography? Well, you know, I masturbate a little bit. Oh, okay. So then drinking is not for you, right? Oh, it's okay for me to go hang out. It's okay for me to lust just as long as I don't touch. But that's not what God said. He that looketh upon the woman to lust after her have committed adultery already in his heart. What road are you following? The wide road or the narrow road? Few find it. Few find it. I'm just mentioning the the top few things that, that a lot of people are tripped up with. If you find it, if you find it, then you better examine yourself every single day. Is what I did right? Constantly asking God, Lord, forgive me. I got to remove myself from that situation. Verse 27, and the kingdom and dominion and the greatness of the kingdom under the whole heaven shall be given to the people of the saints of the most high, whose kingdom is, is an everlasting kingdom and all dominions shall serve and obey him. Let's go through that. And the kingdom and dominion and the greatness of the kingdom under the whole heaven shall be given to the people of the saints of the Most High. When God strips the enemy of his kingdom, that kingdom 
will be ours. And it will be an everlasting kingdom. And all dominions shall serve and obey God. I don't know about you, but I want eternal life with Christ Jesus. One once said, well, what if you die and find out that all of this is not true? And I'll say, but I'm all right with that because at least I've lived a life of integrity. I've lived a life to not hurt anybody because if I've lived my life <laughs> the way Jennifer wants to live it, it wouldn't be a pretty good life because I take care of a lot of people, right? That's why I'm not God. That's why you're not God. And I'm just keeping it real. I'm not here to play no games. Amen. I'm not here to scratch your ears, itching ears. Mm. I'm not here to tell you things that's going to make you feel good about yourself. I'm here to tell you what thus said the Lord so you can examine your life the way I have to examine my life every single day. Everything I tell you, I have to also tell myself. Turn with me. Revelation. 11th chapter and the 15th verse. Revelation 11th chapter and the 15th verse. And this is when the seventh trumpet had sound. And the seventh angel sounded, and there were great voices in heaven saying, the kingdom of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. There are two kingdoms. And we're going to understand and we're going to go into starting next week. What does a kingdom warrior look like? What does a person that is headed toward walking in the kingdom way, what do they look like? What does their life look like? And then we're going to study the kingdom of Satan. But I want to understand and fully understand and break down the kingdom of God and understand what it means to be a kingdom warrior before I begin to talk about Satan. God comes first. So Satan has no rights, reign, authority, or legal ground. Not here. Not today. Only God. Not tomorrow. Only God. So we put God first. We will study him first before we begin to understand what he is and who he is. Okay, let's, let's understand verse 15. And the seventh angel sounded, and there were great voices in heaven. Who are those great voices? Those who have gone before us, those angels. Saying, and what are they saying? The kingdom, the kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ. And he shall reign forever and ever. So that already, already tells you. Satan doesn't win. So when he tries to fill your head with a bunch of his tools, you turn around and you tell him, Satan, you don't win. 
You don't have rights. You don't have reign. You don't have authority. You don't have legal ground. You don't win. God reign and your kingdom will become his kingdom. You don't reign. You're just going through the motions trying to gather. Here's And here's the point. He's going through the motions trying to gather as many of you as he can gather. Because you bought into his tools. You bought into his ways. Oh, but you're just only human. I hear people tell somebody that all the time. A young girl who's trying to say, I want to be celibate. I just want to live for Christ. I don't want to be involved in fornication. I don't. I'm, I'm, I'm putting that away. I'm entering into a second virginity. And then someone comes along. The scripture says, walk not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sit in the... But yet someone comes along and they counsel to her and they tell her, it's okay, you're only human. You keep believing the lie of the enemy. You keep believing that you're only human. Those that commit fornication, adultery, and we talked about the list last week, will not inherit the kingdom of God. If you practice that lifestyle, you're going straight to hell. That's truth. See, that's truth. Don't believe the lie of the enemy. Don't believe it. In some cases, it's not going to close. You're going to hell. <laughs> I said it wasn't going to close. <laughs> Amen. All right. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Sister Pastor Kim. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. So, we need to stay focused on the things of God. We need to not compromise. Don't compromise. Don't give in to the flesh. That is of the enemy. That's a tool that he wants to put into your mind so that you can follow his way. You can say, okay, God, yes. Yes, God, I want to follow your will. Satan says, no, you don't. You want to fulfill the lust of the flesh. You want to fulfill the pride of life. That's what you want. And he speaks to you all so cunning, all so charming. His words are smooth. Psalms 55, when the psalmist Davis was betrayed by his best friend and his son, the scripture says he said his words were smooth. Satan is smooth. He's cunning. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And we, because we have itching ears, we believe the words of the enemy rather than the words of God, which is true. The scripture says that his word is truth. That word is truth. It's our shield. It's our buckler. That is one of the parts of the armor that we put on, right? We have to believe God's word. Let's turn with me. Again, last scripture. Revelation. We're going to look at 21 through 3 and then 21, 1 through 4. Revelation 20, 1 through 3. And then we're going to look at Revelation 21, 1 through 4. This is Satan. You know, he, he was kicked out from heaven, right? <laughs> I just love it because he getting ready to get kicked out from earth. See, 
this is what's happening now where we're at right now Satan every day would that we wake up and God has not come yet he has given us another day another time another opportunity for two things number one is to repent so that we can be prepared for the coming of Christ number two is to tell someone else about Jesus who have you told about Jesus who have you led to Christ who are you helping to bring to the kingdom of God the kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ of Nazareth the one that died and rose again on the third day that God God the Father God the Son God the Holy Spirit the deity three in one that God who have you told about God and what are you doing in your life to ask God to cleanse you to repent from your sins and to prepare you for his kingdom if he goes away I go away to prepare for you a place that where I am ye may be also if he's going away to prepare a place to prepare a kingdom to walk the streets of gold what are we doing in our own lives to prepare for that see if God has a mansion for me and the streets are prepared for me to walk that's made of gold I don't want to tarnish it with my sin. I don't want to tarnish it with my unholiness. I don't want to tarnish it if I'm not sanctified. I don't want to tarnish it if I'm not walking in the way of God. See, I want to go there being prepared as I can possibly be. So, so Pastor, are you saying that I'm going to be 100% prepared? No. No, because we're wrapped up in this human flesh. But the scripture says, shall we continue with sin that grace may abound? God forbid. We don't continue with sin. That's why the scripture says in Galatians, those who practice such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Who practice, that's the key word. I'm not saying if you did it one time or twice and you ask God to forgive you and you turn away from it, God said, practice it. That means you're comfortable in it. I'm comfortable in fornication. I'm comfortable in adultery. I'm comfortable in gluttony. I'm comfortable in these things that I do. I'm comfortable in it. It makes me feel good. I'm a band that flesh. If you're comfortable in it, then you will not inherit the kingdom of God. And you can't say, well, once saved, always saved. Because a person that's truly saved in Christ, they don't feel comfortable in the sand. Amen. If you have truly asked Christ to come into your life as your personal savior, shall you continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid you can't. Do you think that you can remain in a marriage and you consistently go out and you cheat on your husband or you cheat on your wife? Even God says he hates divorce, but unrepented adultery he will allow. He will allow that. So you can't, you can't say, I know God is my personal savior. I know him as my Lord. I know that he's my king. I know him, but you don't live it. How can you say that? How can you say that? That's like a woman having a, a big belly and it's past nine months and she hasn't delivered yet. Something's wrong, but I know I'm pregnant. You do? Yeah. Yeah, I know I'm pregnant. I feel the baby move. Well, how many months have you been pregnant? 21. You've been pregnant 21 months. Yes. <laughs> you need Jesus. <laughs> we need to examine 
ourselves. All right, let's look at 20. And I saw an angel come down from heaven, having the key of the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. What does he have? A key <laughs> and a chain. You want to scare the enemy? Tell him the chain of the blood of Jesus binds you. Amen. And it's a reminder of his future. He want to talk to you about your past. He want to tell you, see, these are the things that you used to do. Mm. People always, they, they're, they're good for that. People will come along in your life and they will always tell you what you used to do. Mm. Well, I remember when you used to do this. And I remember when you used to do that. And I remember, I'm so glad that you remember. But see, the God that I serve said he takes my sin and he casts it as far as the east is from the west. And he remembers it no more. He casts it into the sea of forgetfulness. So when I come to him and say, God, remember, he says, remember what, my daughter? I don't remember. So if my father that I serve, my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that I serve, don't remember, who are you to remember anything that I've done? Right? So you let that person know who reminds you of your past and the enemy comes and he reminds you of your past. You remind him of his bottomless pit that is waiting for him and the chains that's waiting for him. You remind him of that because once you enter into that holiness in Christ Jesus, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. So you remind him and the people that come and speak against you, you tell them, I rebuke you in the name of, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Satan, I rebuke every word that you are using this person to speak to me. Baby girl, I feel so sorry for you that you're speaking those things because Satan is using you. You're such a <laughs> big old fool that you let Satan <laughs> use you to Amen. speak those words to Amen. me. God bless you. Let me pray for you. Put them in that place. Yes. Let them know who you serve. Yes. Stand up for who you are in Christ Jesus. Quit letting people speak stuff into your ears. Verse number two. And he laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent. Call him who he is. What is he? A dragon, a serpent, the devil, Satan. Let's finish reading the scripture. And he laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil and Satan and bound him a thousand years. So, <laughs> you go out and you decorate your house and you put dragons in your home. You're inviting the spirit of Satan in your home. Yeah, I said it. Email me if you want to. Yeah, I said it. You go out and you get snakes and they're your, your pets, you are opening a door to the enemy to your home. Yes, I said it. Email me if you want to. He's called, I'm going to read it again. And he, and he laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent, which is, which is, which is the devil and Satan and bound him a thousand years. So the angel 
took the key to the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand and he grabbed the dragon, he grabbed the serpent, he grabbed the devil and he grabbed Satan, all, of, all one and he bound him for a thousand years and cast him into the bottomless pit and shut him up verse 3 and set a seal upon him that he should deceive the nations no more you tell me you're not under deception you're not tell you don't sit here and tell me that we as a nation are not being deceived by the enemy we want to say president trump we want to say this woman over here we want to say this man over here let's call it who it is it's the dragon it's the old serpent it's the devil it's satan he is the deceptor you want to get mad at somebody then you go into warfare against the enemy Amen. right now we are praying for men we are praying for men across the nation we are praying that they rise up as head of the house priest of the home to walk in the way that god has ordained because they have been deceived by the enemy they have been castrated by the enemy the enemy has used women and society to castrate our men and we are declaring no more no more satan our men in the name of jesus will rise up and take their rightful place god will separate the weak from the tares the wheat from the tares god will separate the boys from the men when i was a child i spake as a child i understood as a child but when i became a man i put away childish things we're praying for you men till the thousand years should be fulfilled and after that he will be loosed a little season let's go over to chapter 21 and i'm i'm going to finish up here and this this excites me this excites me <laughs> and i saw a new heaven and a new earth brand new heaven brand two kingdoms kingdom of god kingdom of satan right i saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away and there were no more sea verse 2 and i John saw the holy city <laughs> New Jerusalem coming down from God out of her heaven prepared as a bride adorned for her husband prepared as a bride adorned for her husband I'm going to sit here for one minute when you get married as kingdom men and as kingdom women your marriage should represent the kingdom of god your marriage should represent you men should represent that kingdom of god that's loving on serving the bride which is the church let me read it again and I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. We should be ready as a bride waiting for our husband. There's a lot of you single women out here, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not knocking no, no woman that, that wants to be married. 
because it's innate. It's inside of us. It's inside of us with society. <laughs> the first things we're given as young girls is baby dolls, right? We learn how to take care of baby dolls and, and prepare. We want we want to be married. Barbie has her kin, right? We want to be married. Got that? Understand that. And this is a side note. And I'm only going to stay on here for a minute. But if you want to be married, what are you doing to prepare for marriage? Are you ready for that man to walk into your life because he's God sent, not because you went running after him, but because he pursued you in the name of Jesus Christ. He walked into your life and you're prepared. You're prepared. And the third world countries, women have diaries, right? They're preparing. What are you prepared? Are you prepared? Do you even know how to cook? Do you get up in the morning? Do you cook? Do you know how to clean? Do you know how to take care of yourself? There was a survey given. I'm not going to stay on this too long. I'm going to get off of this. There was a survey given and men asked, men were asked the question, how clean is your wife? And there were very few women who got over seven. Very few got to seven. So how clean are you? How clean are you personally? How clean are you? You say, well, I'm by myself. It really don't matter, but it does. Because you can't get married and all of a sudden you're going to learn how to keep yourself clean. You keep yourself looking good. You keep yourself looking nice. Come on now. Are you prepared for that man? How prepared are you to keep your mouth shut when you want to talk? And when you're at work, it prepares you. When that boss comes say things to you that you just like, you don't know who you're talking to, boss. You really don't know. God knows keep your mouth shut because God is preparing you for that husband because there may be times that a husband says things and you got to keep your mouth shut. How prepared are you to trust God in a difficult situation like you're going to have to trust your husband so you're not prepared you're not prepared go find some books that's going to help prepare you for that man if you want that man quit saying oh I want a husband I want a husband and then you get one and you don't know how to treat him because I tell women this and I, 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 I'm going to get off of this I'm going to get off of it I'm not going to stay here I'm, I'm going to get off of it I'm going to get off of it. Thank you, Jesus. I tell you, husbands, all the time, I wives, women that want to be wives, know your husband. Get your PhD in your husband. Know him. Know when that man walked through the door, what's on his face. That will tell you how his day is before he came home his eight hours that he spent out there working to provide for his family when he walks in that door if you look at its face then you should be able to know what your response is going to be and sometimes that means a meal sometimes that means giving him space sometimes that means going and putting on something sexy and reminding him he's still a man see you got to have your phd in your man you want to go to school? I want an education. You married? Get your PhD in your man. And when you need a PhD, let me know. 
let your husband tell me, you know what? My wife got her PhD. Can you give it to her? And I'd be like, yeah, I will write it out real quick. I'm, I'm going to leave that one alone. Let's, let's keep going. Verse number three, and I'm almost done. As I and I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, behold, the tabernacle of God is with men and he will dwell with them and they shall be his people and God himself shall be with them and be their God. Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men. If the tabernacle of God is so important that it was transferred and traveled from Moses to Aaron and that tabernacle is important and he said that tabernacle is with you and he will dwell with them as shall his people what should that tell you about your lifestyle that means that the presence the anointed of the Holy Spirit is within you that's the tabernacle of God you are the tabernacle God wants to dwell with us God wants that intimate. God says, I got my PhD in you. I know your thoughts are far off. I know the number of hairs on your head. I'm acquainted with all your ways. I knew you when you were yet being formed in your mother's womb. See, I know you, I got my PhD in you. But are you willing to open up to sanctification that I can come in and dwell and you be my tabernacle? And they shall be his people and God himself shall be with them and be their God. Verse four, and I'm done with this one and we're gonna go into our communion. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. <laughs> I love it. Cause I don't know about you, but through my lifetime, I've cried a bucket load of tears. I've been in the fetal position on the floor hurt by things that people have said and done against me I've cried I've cried I've cried I've gone through boxes of tissue I felt like life wasn't worth the next breath I cried see I'm I'm, I'm keeping it real maybe some of you are, are super holy Christians and you've never cried or you know you you know you I, I'm sorry I haven't been there I've cried but God promised me in his word that he'll wipe away all tears from my eye. All tears. Tears that I've had in the past. Tears that I'm going to face in the future. I wish that there would be no more tears coming from my eyes. But I live in this fallen world. And I deal with fallen people who most of the time don't care about anybody else but themselves. Very narcissistic, sociopaths, psychopaths. People who are self-entitled, this generation, a lot of the millennials, that's their mindset and they cause pain. And there's hurt. People have been hurt by pastors. People have been hurt by teachers, apostles, bishops, evangelists. They've been hurt. People have been hurt by priests. People have been hurt. But God said, that he'll wipe away all tears from their eyes and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall be any more pain for the former things are passed away. So let's look at that. 
No tears in their eyes. No more death. Sorrow. No crying. Neither shall be any more pain. For the former things are passed away. So if God. death no sorrow no crying no pain he knows that those are the things that devastate us but then yet he's still saying still stay focused keep your eyes on me to walk through that straight gate and that narrow way don't take the road of compromising through your pain through your tears through your sorrow through death don't take the road of compromising through the wide way of destruction. Don't take that road. Because one day, if you stay steadfast, unmovable, always abounding the things of God, if you stay steadfast, one day there will be no more tears. Amen. There will be no more crying. Amen. There will be no more sorrow. There will be no more pain. There will be no more death. There will only be life in Christ. And see, that's what I want. So although there's a mansion, and I bless God, a mansion with Jennifer's name on it, God, I'm satisfied just sitting at your feet. I'm satisfied just sitting right there at your feet, worshiping you right there, God. I want us to take the time before we take communion if there's anyone out that's listening to this video that don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and you say I really don't know about this kingdom you're talking about I don't know about this man Jesus but I want him in my life because I want my life to be different I want when he comes that he'll receive me, that I'll be a part. There's a part of this prayer that I'm going to pray and ask you to pray after me. And when I say confess my sins, I want you to begin to name those sins one by one. And then we're going to talk to the enemy. We're going to tell them where to go. I love telling the enemy where to go. I really do. I love telling him where to go. He don't like me and I don't like him. So let's pray. And I want you to repeat after me. Father, I believe that I am a sinner. I confess my sins to you begin to confess those sins forgive me for living in my own will and my own way wash me God make me whiter than snow I believe that you died and rose again on the third day. Come into my heart, change me, transform me, make me new.
show me God that straight gate that narrow way that I can live for you until you come in the name of Jesus I repent from my sins I renounce every satanic activity that I've involved myself in and I release the fruit of the spirits over my life that I may live for you forever in Jesus name amen if you've said that prayer contact me pray p-r-a-y at btwministries.org b-t-w-m-i-n-i-s-t-r-i-e-s dot org now we're going to pray one more prayer and we're going to bind up the enemy and we're going to tell them <laughs> leave me alone all right satan in the name of jesus christ of nazareth the lord god rebukes you you no longer have rights reign authority or legal ground in my life i renounce every satanic activity that i've involved myself in i renounce every witchcraft attack i renounce every warlock every seance every coven that has come against me the blood of jesus comes against you there is therefore now no condemnation against me because i am hidden in christ jesus and no weapon formed against me shall prosper i now belong to the lord and savior jesus christ of nazareth i serve one god and i give you my life jesus christ of nazareth satan god jesus christ of nazareth god the father god the son god the holy spirit is my god i renounce every other god in my life i renounce you in the name of jesus there is only one god that i choose to serve out of my life and every satanic door that you came in is now closed and sealed by the blood of jesus i surrender my ears to only hear one voice and that is the voice of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. God, you said, my sheep hear me and they know my voice. God, let me hear and know your voice with clarity and let me follow and obey in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. We're going to get ready to take our communion. And the scripture tells us to examine ourselves lest we drink damnation for this cause many are sick of onion. And we take communion every Sunday because the scripture says as often as you do this to do it in remembrance of him. Now I don't know about you but when I'm in love and I'm in love with Jesus I want to see him often. I want to spend time with him often. And he says, as often as you do it, do it in remembrance of me. Think of me. I want to think of him all the time. 
I want him to always be on my heart, always be on my mind, always be on my thoughts. The scripture says he took the bread and he broke it. And he said, take, eat, all of it. And we drink grape juice, but it's the symbolism of his blood. And he said, take, drink all of it. And when we drink it, we drink the power. We drink the fellowship. We drink the intimacy. We drink his suffering. We drink, we're communing with our God. We're fellowshipping with him. So we're take and drink all of it. Scripture says when they finish, they left with hymns and songs. And the only song that I can think of is the blood of Jesus that it washes white snow. And if you don't know him, to walk in his way, try him for 30 days just 30 days if you said I've never really lived a Christian life I've, I've, I've gone to church but I've never really lived a Christian life take this 30 day challenge 30 days read his word 30 days just worship no other music just worship music and just love on him just give him 30 days and I guarantee you, your life will change. I guarantee you, Lord, I've asked you into my life. I'm not quite sure how real this is, but come into my life, change me. I wanna be new, I wanna go to the kingdom. I wanna live in the kingdom with you. I wanna be different. Come 30 days, transform me. And I guarantee you, he will. Thank you for tuning in. We have noonday prayer every day. We pray at 12 noon. Give us a call at 408-444-6499. That's our prayer line. There's no code necessary. It's 408 444 Six four nine nine. Every day at 12 noon, come pray with us. On Thursdays, we pray for men at 8 p.m. We pray for men. Men, come in. If you say, I, you don't even have to tell me your name. Your name, God knows your name. He knows your birthday. He knows the hour you were born, down to the very second. You don't even have to say your name. You can just come in and say, Pray for me. This is the area I need prayer in. You can be anonymous. It's okay. If you don't want to come in, text us or email us your prayer request. Pray at btwministries.org. Text it to me, 
509-1099. Say, pray for me and we will intercede in your behalf. We will pray and we will fast in your behalf because we're praying for our men. Holy men, rise up. Amen. Amen. So Father, right now in the name of your son, Jesus, I pray for this person that said that they have a broken heart. God, you said that you are a mender of broken hearts. You mend broken hearts. And that God, we don't have to wait until the kingdom comes that you dry up all tears. The God that even right now you can mend that broken heart. You can give that person such peace, God, that surpasses all understanding. They would look in the mirror and don't know how they've gotten through because of your grace and your love and your mercy. So God, right now in the name of your son, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I ask that you would extend forth your hand and that you would touch and massage that heart that has been broken, that's full of pain, God. I pray that by the end of this day, dear God, there will be so much peace upon this, this person who's requested prayer that there will no longer be pain. Whatever the situation is or circumstances that have caused this pain, God, you bind it up in the name of Jesus. Satan, I speak against you and I come against you by the blood of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. The scripture says that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. You're trying to cause hurt. You're trying to cause pain, but God is the this person's hope. God is this person's salvation. So we pray now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth that you would mend this broken heart because you said that you are a mender of broken hearts. You said it in your word, God, and you are not a God that should lie. So we speak forth your word and we decree and declare that it's done in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you very much for, for tuning in for coming on Periscope. God bless you. Amen and amen. Sister Veronica, God bless you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. God bless you. So, Father, I pray for this person who's saying that their relationships are always being attacked. God, I pray that you would give them eyes to see the clarity of who you are. Father, these relationships are being sent into this person's life by the enemy, God. I pray that you would just bind up the enemy. I pray, God, by the blood of your son, Jesus, that they would be connected with people who are full of holiness, people, dear God, who have their life and their heart and their mind set on following you. And that, Father, you said that blessed is a man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. So God, send holy people, righteous people into this person's life that they can align themselves with. You said iron sharpens iron. I just pray, God, right now in the name of Jesus, that every relationship that's not of you, that, Father, that you would allow that relationship to fall away. And that that person will lose interest in those outside relationships that are not ordained by you. 
And from this day forward, God, every relationship that is brought into this person's life will be a God-ordained relationship to bring them peace, to bring them joy, God, and not hurt or pain. And I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.